This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hello everyone, this is Rupa Sumku, Chief Evangelist at Touch a Life Foundation, bringing you another episode of Mentor Loop. Today we are going to talk about a resume or a CV. Think about a resume not as an advertisement to yourself, but to be able to propagate who you are as the product. Your goal is to get hired by managers and to buy into what you're selling, which means giving you an interview. This isn't a log of your job history. This isn't a summary of your skills. There are three definitions of uh, a resume what I personally have used within my own career and my resume formats that I'm going to share with you today. The first one is the chronological resume. And the second one is the functional resume. And the third one is going to be the hybrid. I personally like the hybrid because of where I am within my career. But somebody who is starting off fairly early in their career journey may consider using the chronological resume. Recruiters are very, very familiar with this chronological resume. It highlights the career advancements and emphasizes some relevant job experiences. The chronological resume primarily goes by order of the current position that you're doing right now with a date or a year timeline associated with a corporation or a company that you're working with and then enlisting the number of um, responsibilities you have within each of those particular positions. Obviously, a resume always has to have contact information. It would also have like an objective on the very top. This could be your brand statement or your elevator pitch converted into a format summarizing where you are with your career. The relevant skill sections should always have bullet points so that it is easy for you to read when it's parsed as well. Uh, you also go ahead and have your accomplishments listed, be it academic accomplishments, certifications, and any such area within your resume. So the chronological is primarily giving your information and then the layout for each of your jobs that you have. Now going on to a functional resume, this focuses purely on skills and abilities and it minimizes so much so to identify what period of time that you have worked with what company and also kind of give each of the responsibilities within each job title that you have done. So that being said, functional resume could be of two flavors. The ones that I have uh, liked is what I'll share with you. The first format is primarily the contact information, the objective of the resume, and the education and accomplishments are going to be common to both resumes, be it the chronological or the functional. Having that basic definition similar, what is going to be highlighted in the functional resume is the relevant skills. It could be if you're a salesperson, the sales opportunities that you have worked with and the industries that you have uh, been a salesperson. 
then you could have your technical skills and then your interpersonal skills. So that's one format of putting your functional resume. The other one that you could also do is put it more as skills and strengths, then professional accomplishment, and then the work history. So you could do both combinations to be able to look at what makes it feel right for you. Now, the hybrid one, as I mentioned and started off, is a resume that um, sits well because it gives both emphasis to the skill as well as experience. It provides a lot of space in the resume for keywords and then combining elements of the chronological and the functional formats. So in a combination resume, you could put things like key industry skills, relevant work experience, and then additional skills along with your education. So that is what makes it uh, chronological and functional combined to be able to give you that ability to mull the two together. You can also kind of uh, put it as the first level being just skills and accomplishments and then the latter part of your resume to take in your work experience in the chronological format, which the recruiters are very familiar with. So those would be the three formats that I've spoken about. Now, I'd like to kind of give you a top 15 tips um, that I feel are very critical and useful, hopefully, for you to be able to polish out your resume. So you need to decide whether you want to aim for breadth or depth. Don't want to combine the two. And that is what is important for you to choose the hybrid resume or the functional resume or the chronological one. Make sure that you're using active verbs and uh, use very precise sentences to describe the responsibilities within a job. Make it short, make it concise, no cliches or no grammatical errors. Make sure to use keywords that will draw the attention to the job description that is out there in the job opening or the job rec that is available to you. Make sure that you use quantifiable result-oriented activities in your resume that indicates your responsibilities or your job functions, let me say. So what I mean by that is I was able to bring in a 50% improvement in operational efficiencies, or we were able to turn around the service tickets in a service organization within 48 hours for the critical issues or the showstoppers. Those would be quantifiable and very useful to capture the attention. Also kind of consider using logos of the public companies. It just kind of breaks the monotony of a lot of words within a resume. You can break it up with the titles or the job titles and the company names in a different color. Use mute colors like beige or an, like a little bit of an orange texture. Don't use very bold colors, but uh, either usage of the two colors, black and orange, which looks appealing in most scenarios, or going ahead and putting the logos into your resume kind of breaks it as well. I'd also like to say that use the first person and make sure that you are highlighting all of the technology expertise that you have. Often enough, it's also nice to kind of put a line or two about the company itself and then go into which part of the company you did your work on in your experiences. 
also enlist any of the extracurricular volunteering work or community engagement programs that you are part of because this speaks to you as a whole person going to work and it is the best piece of information that you can give to make your holistic personality be shown make sure that your resume is not more than a page and a half to two pages even if you have 25 to 30 years of experience try to keep that in the very minimalistic bullets giving the opportunity to make the interview an opportunity to share more details about the job itself also list technologies and also show job growth in the chronological resume especially it's uh, very uh, nice to be able to see that progression of title and experiences so if you are saying you are with the same title within two companies make sure you differentiate what is it that you have done more in your newer opportunity or newer position that indicates your experience and your learnings and uh, differentiates you from the rest of the resumes that may be out there consider also adding a linkedin profile because a lot of corporations like to look at your linkedin profile and your network overall to be able to establish your industry presence and strengths uh, an email address of course is very critical in the about section make sure that you have also indicated within linkedin that you're open to work this is a setting and privacy setting that can be enabled to indicate that on your account endorse other people within your network and get endorsed by other folks as well because the recruiters definitely go into linkedin in any of the professional careers that are being pursued and look at what your network looks like now if you are a teacher or a doctor that may not be that relevant but from a corporate job opportunity this is definitely a useful thing to do on linkedin when you're listing your educations remember that you do not have to mark the year of graduation there are certain biases that may be something that uh, you can come upon and thus i would suggest that you just limit it to the education and the year of graduation is not relevant make sure that you list all your accomplishments your patents your publications your blogs and any other industry or volunteer work as i mentioned previously be included also if you choose to put in a photograph which again a lot of people do hesitate because of the biases or prejudices that uh, may be bound on the look and appearance of the person applying if you decide that that is not for you please leave that out but if you do decide to put a picture make sure you have a mute background and make sure that the picture is in a professional attire also join at least two or three relevant experience groups and include that in your resume so those are some of my tips that i think you may find useful putting your resume together Now I'd like to take a few minutes to kind of talk about resume parsers. Again, this goes to all of the corporations and the professional networks that uh, use recruiters and a lot of times use resume parsers. What are resume parsers? These just help filter through number of the resumes that uh, are applied 
by different candidates to a job opening or a job rec. Now they use some basic semantics of uh, search. So it is important to put out some of the keywords because there are different type of resume parsers that are out there. And of course, there is a level of filtering that gets done by the resume parser, but then followed with a manual review of the resumes as well from the recruiters. So make sure that the keywords associated to your industry associated to your job titles, uh, responsibilities, certifications are all included in your resume so that the resume parser can make a, a count of number of attachments to your resume or number of skills that will be required for the job be mapped and matched. Also keep in mind that the machine learning is what is used in much of the resume parsers. And machine learning is currently a backend tracker of all of the work history, your education, your contact information, and details to do with references of the companies that you have worked with and the name recognition. All of this is done purely using the natural language processing or what we call as NLP or artificial intelligence or AI. So the parsers kind of use a mix of these different search semantics that are associated to the company and the tools that they are using. So uh, with that, because of the usage of the natural language processing, you should avoid acronyms. You should avoid tagging. You should avoid very crazy formats that uh, takes away from the extraction of the search engines on the words itself. Make sure that you're not using complex words and sentences that will group all these search words into a muddled fashion and will not be picked up by the parser completely. Okay, so keep it simple. Keep the words, acronyms away from the resume. Make sure you put certifications, job titles, and company names, and years of experience in the chronological resume will be all easy to pick up. Lastly, I want to kind of leave you with a thought around this whole concept of natural language processing, the AI and the machine learning that goes on in the background. Today, the industry is kind of moving away from what we have traditionally called as the skills library to more of a capability. Whether each of the corporations and different resume parsers have adapted to the skill libraries versus capabilities completely is a little bit of an unknown. I think this is the future of what the different uh, tools and utilities and products out in the marketplace uh, to help with recruiting are going to imbibe. So let me kind of take a minute to share a couple of examples to help you differentiate between skills libraries and capabilities. So skills is basically the job titles, the industry, the company, and so forth. But what is capabilities? It's the mindset that is needed to get that job done. And the different tools and products out there are trying to build a global taxonomy of all of these capabilities as well as skills. Let me give you another example specific to a salesperson. 
the person can go ahead and put strong communication skills as one of their bullets in their resume. That's great, but communication skills may not necessarily translate to the capability of closing the deals or being customer-centric in a salesperson's resume. So utilize both words that uh, uh, quantify the ability to close deals and the time it takes to close deals and words that will actually attribute or describe the customer centricity that you want to highlight. Let's take another example of an IT manager who is skilled in security management, could be a very good troubleshooter for any of the VPN connection activity that goes on in a corporation. But uh, what is a capability for an IT manager is that they have worked with a number of companies with mergers and acquisitions, or if it is a private company going public, there are certain elements of the job that are different, be it security, be it website, be it conformance to SOX and so forth, that can all be attributes to an IT manager's resume that actually show capabilities versus just limiting yourself to skills. So with that, I hope I've given you some food for thought and uh, do reach out to Touch a Life Foundation, career help as a mentor, as a mentee, and uh, hope to see you soon to join us and uh, be part of Touch a Life Foundation to make a difference to people and people's lives. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.